0: Hey everyone, Casey Kenton here, and joining us on the Creepcast today is multi-talented director Bobcat Goldthwaite. Now, if you're like me, you probably remember him from Police Academy as a kid, or Shakes the Clown. Uh, he's also directed a lot of TV shows that we probably all know and love. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel, The Man Show, Chappelle's Show, uh, more recently The Mark Marin Show on IFC, um, but his latest movie deals with Bigfoot. And the lore and legend that surrounds it, it's called Willow Creek. It's a found footage film, uh, low budget, doesn't have a distributor yet, so there's no actual release date, um, but you might remember his film before this, God Bless America. So, uh, completely different film from that, both good in their own way. Uh, but let's hear what Bobcat had to say about the legend of Bigfoot, um, and what it was like to work on this movie, and learn even more about Bigfoot than he knew before. So, uh, let's go ahead and take a listen. Hey, Vodka, how are you? I'm okie
1: doke Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I think we're good. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you bet. All right. Well, I'm going to start off with an obvious question I'm sure you've got many times before, but it is the question the film addresses. So, I just want to know if you personally believe in Bigfoot because... There's a lot of dense forest out there, uh, for that matter, the ocean floor, we've never really even explored. So there's got to be some sort of species out there that we're not used to, and it would blow our minds. So I'm just curious about your take on that outside of the movie. Yeah,
1: no, I, I do believe in Bigfoot. Uh, you know, I, I it, which I'm criticized for sometimes because I'm an atheist, but, but you know, the reality of it is is that uh, when someone says that, I go, well, "How can you be an atheist and believe in Bigfoot?" It's like, well, I've met people
0: who've seen Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen. I've met people who've seen God outside of uh, uh, certain concerts. <laughs> Very good point. I mean, have you seen the show Finding Bigfoot? it's called Finding oh. Bigfoot, but yet they never actually find Bigfoot. So by the end of the show, it's just kind of depressing. But you said you've actually met people that have met or seen Bigfoot. Yeah,
1: Sure. You know, uh, and, and there, actually in the movie, I, I talked to some of the folks in the town of Willow Creek who have who, who seen Bigfoot. But, um, yeah, you know, Cliff from Finding Bigfoot, uh, uh, he, 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 he gave me a glowing review. He said, this is the best Bigfoot movie ever made. which I'm sure will end up on the DVD box.
0: (laughs) I I thought you mentioned locals and and at Willow Creek. I thought you did a really good job of blending the reality part of it with the movie, like actual townspeople. So I was just curious. I know that the two main characters are obviously actors, but in the credits it says a lot of the local people play themselves. So did you pluck them out of the towns or were they casted?
1: They were, you um, know, there was no casting. It was really just going into the town and uh, and talking to folks, and then saying, "Hey, do you mind if we interview you?" And uh, it was that, it was just that simple, you know. Um, only one did I really explain to him that you know this was a horror picture. The rest I didn't explain that to because if I did and if I said, "Hey, uh, you know, you're 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 in a horror film." I don't think people would have acted naturally. It would have been a bunch of people, you know, being like, paging Mr. Herman,
0: Mr. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> right. There, there was a lady in it, and I her name struck me as really odd, but it's obviously a real person, like you said, but Sean L. White Guy Sr., who was actually part of an Indian reservation. How great was that name? Yeah,
1: and that name was really fascinating to me, White Guy Sr. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, if I was writing that, I wouldn't write that. I, I, you know what's funny is I didn't ask her about her name. Maybe I should have. Uh, <laughs> but seeing that uh, my nickname's
0: Bobcat, I kind of really uh, go, go easy on people's names. Yeah, I suppose so. I just It struck me as so weird being from an Indian reservation to have that name. So I, I'd be curious about, I don't, I don't really know what the backstory is on it, someone's name, but it's still pretty curious uh, to me. Is there is there a uh, uh, Sean White guy Jr.? There's is the Sh- <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, or Sean White, the Flying Tomato. I have no idea. And, and, and why did
1: she guy? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a bigger mystery
0: than Bigfoot. That should be part of the DVD special features, I think. Is finding the origin of well, this lady's name. <laughs> but well, you know, um, uh,
1: you know, it's funny. Uh, sometimes, uh. You know, I mentioned that I had a screening for believers, and they and they, uh, those you know, they're kind enough to go. Well, this is like I said, well, this is the biggest, best big book movie ever made, and then they correct
0: each other, and they go after the Patterson Gimlin footage. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which was, I thought they came out on a show called Distort, or Distortions Unlimited. It was called Making Monsters on, I think it was Travel Channel or something like that, and they showed. Um, Morris from Morris Costume come on and they kind of tried to do a reenactment of it or brought the suit and had everyone look at it and it was pretty interesting. Yeah,
1: it, it, but I, you know, and it's funny you know, that, that company still makes uh, uh, costumes and if you go to their website they don't have anything that looks like the Patterson suit, but But even the the suit that he claims to have made uh, doesn't look like it. And then they're supposed to say that that suit was then modified. Um, You know, there's so many different uh, uh, theories and rumors
0: about the suit. You know, one that uh, I've heard, I don't know if you've ever heard, that John Landis was in the suit. Have you ever heard that one? Yes, I have, which he vehemently denies, which obviously, for good reason. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think, I think uh, it comes from you know when he he knew Robert Chambers and I think that's where that comes from. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, the folks who aren't familiar. Robert Chambers is the guy that John Goodman played in Argo, and also did the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. And he made a big soup, which I've seen, and it, it doesn't look anything like the Patterson footage either. But um, I don't know John Landis, but I, I got a, 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 a hair up my ass one morning that I was gonna. I wanted him to say that it was not him. So I I asked my agent, I said, look, I got a, a TV show I want to pitch to John Landis. Can you give me his email? And they actually did, because they were excited. That he wanted to do something other than indie movies that make $200 a piece. So um, I get his email, and I go, hi, John Landis, Bobcat Goldblatt. I'm writing an article for a magazine, which wasn't true, but just like that... You know, there's a lot of speculation that you're in the Patterson Gimlin uh, footage, uh, in the suit, and uh, he he wrote back pretty quickly, and he said, I am most definitely not in the suit. Um, (laughs) What magazine are you writing an article for, and how did you get my email?
0: (laughs) So he didn't, like, recognize your name, or did you use a fake name, or? No, he knew me. He
1: knew who it was, but then then we actually smoothed things out because it was like I said well maybe you know people thought it was you in the suit because you were in the, the gorilla suit in the movie Schlock which is the first movie he directed and then he said he, he, he had to shake the clown and so, so so, we worked it all out we're, we're on a friendly basis now but uh, from the horse's mouth it's not John Landis but you know I thought I, I would use my connections because uh, you know Jerry Merritt is another person that was supposed to be involved Patterson, and that was he was in Gene uh, I, uh, Gene Vincent's band, mm-hmm. and um, so uh, again I was like uh, I, I've been pursuing his family to, to get it from him, uh, you know, hear from them, uh, their take on the whole thing. So I am uh, uh, I am uh, fascinated by by the footage. I am fascinated by Bigfoot, um, and and that to me was the, the fresh take on uh, that I hope I bring to the movie. Was, I wasn't coming fun of these people i wanted to make a movie that if you were someone that was into uh bigfoot like you you
0: wouldn't feel insulted and, and so. yeah i mean i think it does a good job of kind of running the gamut of actually being in the towns like roswell has the ufo willow creek uh has bigfoot you see the community you see the people in it and then it just kind of falls off a cliff once they get into the woods kind of slowly and when we come across a good Found footage film like Willow Creek, especially when it's in the woods and it deals with like this lore and legend of a creature. Um, I, Blair Witch also comes to mind, of course. Um, do you think that they'll ever be able to pull off another Blair Witch project type of movie from a marketing standpoint? Because you know, for a few months people thought that was a real film, and then eventually, oh, okay, it's just a movie. But I felt like the clips that you had, if you would have released certain clips like in the tent. To the media outlet, and no one knew you were attached to it. it. It could have taken that form, which no other movie's really done since Blair Witch. Since found footage is so prominent now, do you think that it will ever have another marketing campaign like that?
1: Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a, a movie that that people won't be able to wrap their brains around if it was real or fake. But um, you know, I I I wasn't interested in doing that. You know, I. You know I, I didn't wanna, you know, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to have, a thing at the very beginning, like, this footage was found in the 40s. So, uh, you know, I look at found footage as just another type of movie, you know, just as a musical and sci-fi and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, uh, and the Blair Witch comparison is going to happen, which is fine with me, Blair Witch is a good movie, but, um, you know, I, 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 uh, <laughs> the uh, you know the Paris and Gimlin footage is the original sound footage movie so uh, <laughs> That's very true so I um, it, it doesn't bother me the comparison uh, I uh, I hope my movie's different in some ways I, I, I think it is uh, but um, I, I think and I said this at the screening you know I, the problem with sound footage movies are who who edited it you know who's the creep that said, "Well, I'm sorry sure your daughter got raped to death, but if I recut this, I
0: really think we got a dynamite picture here." <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the biggest. Yeah, like you said, that's the biggest problem. Is why is this person carrying around a camera for roughly four days that we've now cut down into a convenient movie? So, yeah, yeah, no. and that. Those were the two things that I was
1: concerned about when I was making the movie. Was how do I, how do I, um, justify the camera being on? And, and how do I justify the edit? And there's only 67 edits in the entire uh, movie, uh, Willow Creek. Um, and there's usually about 1,200 to 1,400 edits in a movie. But um, I that, that is why there's that 19-minute long take, I guess. But part of it was I, I couldn't justify him turning the camera on after he was scared. So, you know, I have them leaving it on because it's a light source. And he's a little bit into to documenting this to prove that
0: he's right, but, but, um, you know, and that scene, that scene helps build up the tension too. I mean, it is a long take in the tent, but yeah, why would he turn the camera back on once he gets scared? And for that matter, if he's looking for Bigfoot and it's right outside, he's certainly not going to turn it off. Uh, I mean, you know, we see that kind yeah. of build up in paranormal activity where a curtain finally shakes after, you know, an hour of the movie, but for you, it, it made complete sense to have that long take in the tent. And it did build up tension. I actually watched. I'm watched it on my laptop on the screener, and I still jumped when Bigfoot hit the uh, tent. So, I mean, I think it worked effectively. I think it makes sense why you why you shot it that way.
1: Well, uh, yeah. Last night I jumped, and I was like, "Really, dummy? Really? Are <laughs> you?" <laughs> well, you never made
0: a good film if you're jumping at your own movie. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, it
1: was. I was a little
0: embarrassed. Well, you did a really good job as far as kind of using our minds against us, because slight spoiler alert, and I'll talk about this on eggshells as much as I can, but you go through all this build up, but, and and to try and find Bigfoot, but in the end, we never really see the beast that we're looking for. So I thought that was interesting that few movies do that, where you don't see the monster or the protagonist at the end. So what conscious decision did you make to not have him actually in frame?
1: Well, it, it's because it's like, to me, um, whenever you see, uh, these kind of creatures in a movie, it, 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 it uh, it doesn't live up to your own imagination, you know? I mean, even, you know, I, I love the movie, uh, uh, Rosemary's Baby, but even when I see the devil's eyes for a little bit, it it just seems super corny and silly.
0: Yeah, Um, Happens a lot with alien-type movies, too, I think.
1: Yeah, especially in the alien movies. So, I... Part of it was wanting to to live... you know, leave it up to people's
0: minds, and then the other part was uh, I didn't have money for CGI. (laughs) Well, that's a good answer, too, I guess. I so badly wanted the main characters, Jim and Kelly, to be sitting in the tent, hear the sounds, unzip it, and then say, Bobcat, have a Snickers. You turn into a Sasquatch when you're hungry. (laughs) And then you'd eat it, or you'd say, why? And then you'd eat it, and you'd be fine. You'd be Bobcat again, but then it's even more ironic because your name is Bobcat. So uh, (laughs) I wanted that to happen really badly. Maybe a DVD, special feature thing, but um last question here and i know we're running out of time but do you plan on trying to stick around the horror genre more with god bless america it wasn't really horror but uh there's a lot of horrific things in it that most of us don't like so i don't know if you'd stick around horror on the indie side or maybe even go bigger budget
1: well you know i i i i doubt the likelihood of me ever making a studio picture is going to happen because um um you know i've already sold out when i was a young man i, I don't want to do it now as an old guy um you know because i like to make movies and they and they they take a lot of work to make them and a lot of energy and, and at the end of the day i want them to be uh about things i'm interested in and stories i want to tell um as far as staying in the horizontal you know, most definitely you know i i wrote a uh, a movie that's very very gory um, which I hope you get to make but you know I, I write a lot of screenplays and then I go out and try to, to make the movies and I don't, I don't really limit myself to to you know the, the, you know what, what kind of movies they are it's, morally, it's mostly just about what kind of stories I want to tell what
0: pops into my head that's the way to do it if you can do it just do it on your own terms do you have anything else coming up that you want to tell us about before we let you go
1: no, I mean, I don't have anything that's greenlit yet, so um, I guess I could uh, uh, mention that I'll be playing Uncle Funnies in Davy, Florida, coming up. You know, but <laughs> yeah. that is the real club I played.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, when can we expect to see Willow Creek on a national level?
1: Well, it doesn't have a distribution deal yet, but um, there are folks interested in it. So, you know, I'm hoping that it comes out, uh, you know, I guess if it got purchased now, it'll probably be in the spring of next year.
0: All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. Uh, we might try and bring it to our film festival we have here in Kansas City called Panic Fest. But uh, until then, I want to say thanks for your time. Best of luck on the movie. I really did enjoy it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Cool. Thank you so much. we In
2: the north woods and deep in the dark pine that blacken the mountains of the Cascade Rains, they still tell the tales of an Indian legend, Sasquatch is the legend, Bigfoot is the name, the Indians claim he's the missing link. That fits in the gap of the evolution chain You can make your mind up when you've heard the story so Squash is the story, Bigfoot is the name You can ride from Canada to Northern California all up and down the Cascade Range But if you go alone, friend, I'm here to warn you Look out for the thing with a Bigfoot name Look out for the thing with a Bigfoot name From out of the Yakima Indian Reservation A young cowboy and an Indian cane to hunt in the mountains of Northern California. Proof was the purpose, Bigfoot was the game. Now, young Roger Patterson ran a small string of horses, and he lived in the foothills in a cabin with his wife. He knew that many secrets were hidden in these mountains, and he had heard the legend of Bigfoot for most all his life. You can ride from Canada to Northern California All up and down the Cascade Range But if you go alone, friend, I'm here to warn you Look out for the thing with a Bigfoot name Look out for the thing with a Bigfoot name Nine years ago, while running wild horses Deep in the mountains with an old Indian friend He ran across a huge, very huge footprint And this is where the hunt for the Bigfoot man began To town and back they went And they made a plaster cast Eighteen inches long from heel to the toe And from the print that it made They guessed that it must have weighed seven hundred pounds or so you can ride from canada to northern california all up and down the cascade range but if you go alone friend i'm here to warn you look out for the thing with a bigfoot name look out for the thing with a bigfoot name now the facts they put together sent chills right up their spines, and the search for a lot more information began. And when they told the story and showed these plaster prints, they only grew laughs from strangers as well as friends. Now up through the years, they found a lot more footprints, and they gathered sworn statements from a lot of decent-minded folks. But when they took these facts up to the educated experts, It was all disregarded, and branded as a hoax. You can ride from Canada to Northern California All up and down the Cascade Range But if you go alone, friends, I'm here to warn ya Look out for the thing with a Bigfoot name Look out for the thing with a Bigfoot name Now it's become a challenge, roger and the indian together more proof and to bring it all forth and show the whole wide world that this bigfoot man is alive today and living in the mountains to the north and for years they gathered a lot of signed statements and tapes from people who had seen bigfoot or his tracks but still no sightings and no film photographs And they knew they must bring A lot better proof back You can ride from Canada To Northern California All up and down the Cascade Range But if you go alone, friend I'm here to warn you Look out for the thing With a Bigfoot name Look out for the thing With a Bigfoot name